Welcome to the Shooting the Cue podcast, presented by Heath Riles Barbecue, with tips, tricks, and an inside look with some of the top pitmasters in the game. Now here's your host, Heath Riles. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Shooting the Cue. I'm joined today with my lovely wife, Candace. How are you doing today, hon? I'm good. We've been really busy lately. Just got back in town. We have been. It's. Uh, I'm glad you've done a lot of the driving. I did all of the driving, like always. No, Uber done some when we got to New Orleans. I mean, right? That's true. I don't drive in New Orleans, just well, like I don't drive in downtown Memphis, or I don't like to anyways. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, I didn't say I done the driving. I just said you didn't do it all. That's all. You don't ever drive. No, I don't like to. I like being chauffeured around now. But to talk about New Orleans, one of the many things that we go to New Orleans for, honestly, is the food. We both love the food in New Orleans. Um, and this time, uh, we hadn't been. How long has it been since we've been to New Orleans? It was before COVID, I believe, the last time we went to New Orleans. I don't know exactly the year. Four years ago? Um, five years ago? We went with my parents. Yeah. I know it was pre-COVID, but I don't remember the year. Well, I, you know, Malcolm and Michelle talking to them. We were them with them a few weeks before, and they had a couple – uh, restaurant, restaurant recommendations for us. And uh, one of the ones that Rochelle had told you to book was Restaurant Revolution. Yes. And um, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about the place. That was probably the best um, restaurant that we ate at the entire time we were there. I feel like we were only there for three nights. So yeah. it's not like we were there a real long time. But um, we started off night one going there. And I felt like it was... It couldn't be topped after that, basically. Well, and for people that hadn't had turtle soup, uh, we... I had never had turtle soup. We had never had... I, I never had turtle soup either, but just the description of it from the waiter, talking about the warm winter, you know, spice notes that it had, and um, I don't know, it kind of described it as kind of a... Chili. A chili. Chili-like. Chili-like consistency. Um, and I do remember him saying... I'm going to say I remember it because I don't remember some of that night. But uh, he re- he said that most turtle soups have sherry in them, I believe, but theirs did not. That's yeah. what made theirs different, he said. Yeah, theirs was like rich. almost had like a, uh, like a, you know, like some Mexican dishes have like a deep, like chocolate taste to yeah, it. Yeah, really I know what rich. you mean. It was very rich, but like not a mole in a rich. Yeah, but not in a bad way. It was, no. I was hesitant to try it, but. After you tried it. It was good, and it also had, like, um, was it, like, three little deviled quail eggs? Yeah. Were they deviled? Yes, or? they were three deviled quail eggs in the bottom. So they brought the, the bowl, and there were three little deviled quail eggs, and then they pour the turtle soup over that at the table. Well, it was uh, it was spectacular, and so that was, like, a little, little cup or a little bowl of that that we had. And then they had a, a choice of, like, instead of getting full appetizers, you kind of get, like, little uh-huh. sample half portions so we tried the blue crab beignets those were very good as well yes very good what was the dipping sauce with that uh starts to get blurry then i'm not sure well i knew you were drinking a little wine but the short rib boudin balls i know you remember those i do i'm not i'm not a big fan of boudin though so they were good but they weren't 
One stand out. One they weren't my favorite, outs. but they were definitely not bad, I guess. Now, what about the shrimp over the black eyed peas? That kind of temp- it was almost like a tempura style. It shrimp. was tempura. I agree. Um, it was good. It had like it a was citrus different. vinaigrette, right? And it was almost like it was like you said, laying over a bed of black eyed peas. Like they were, were they almost pickled black eyed peas or something? I, I don't I know feel, how to describe them. I feel like they were. It was almost. Vinegary. Well, that's where the citrus vinaigrette, I think, was. I think they took canned peas, honestly, and kind of rinsed them like off. I feel like they were canned. Did you not? No, I felt like they were fresh because you know how canned has almost like a mushy consistency. And I didn't feel like those had that at all. It may have been that. It may have been that. I mean, I like that, but then uh, I know we had that carrot burrata salad. That was excellent. Uh, to share, you know, kind of like raw vegetables with burrata and all that. It, was it had really a really good, good dressing on it. Uh, it really good. Uh, then we had the barbecue shrimp with blue grits. That was what I ordered as my entree. That's right. And I had the short ribs, and I had uh, mascarpone grits as a side. And I will say that I was skeptical because I wanted to try the grits because I'd never had them with mascarpone cheese. Uh, but I... It took it over the top. Well, and that's where we had the braised greens at that were the best I've ever had. Yes, the collard um, greens were off the charts. Literally the best I've ever had. Um, it was great. You could tell they were really Creole-inspired because of the ham hocks and all that in them. They were really good, and the bacon. And then, of course, we had to have the banana foster uh, dessert. Yeah, and it was kind of like layered almost like a layer type dessert yeah it was it was kind of different almost like a banana foster uh trifle trifle or something yeah. i don't really know how yeah. to describe it. It, it i guess trifle would kind of be the best word but they didn't call it trifle no they called i don't remember what they called it i don't either i don't even know how we ate dessert at that point because we had eaten so much food um you forgot or i forgot to well, put it you, on here the, i'm sure you did you had had a bottle of wine at that time <laughs> Yourself. What was the other thing? The hog's head? Oh, the hog head cheese. Yeah, you ordered that as well. We did uh, uh, try the hog head cheese. It was good, but it was not served traditional hog head cheese. It was not congealed together. It was still in a pile like pate almost. I don't Um, know what traditional is like. I've never had it. You did convince me to take a bite of that, and it wasn't bad. Um, It's just not something I typically eat. It's different. It's an acquired taste. It is. Just something different. It t- I just, it was kind of salty-ish. Maybe yeah. needed some hot sauce or something. I don't know. It, it, well, and that's what I was going to say. Most people eat hot sauce with their hog head cheese and like on a cracker. And, you know, this was on um, like Crustini's, not a, not crackers, right? No, they served some crackers with it. I thought it was it. crackers. No, they served crackers too with it. That's right. It had both. That's That's right. It did. It did. Well, I mean, that was a spectacular meal there at Restaurant Revolution. But the next day, we went to brunch. and Bouchard's. Uh, Bouchard's. And it was really good. I mean, we started off at the bar. I mean, uh, I had that, what, brandy, brandy milk punch. Brandy milk punch. That was a stout drink. It, it was, was really good, stout. though. It kind of reminded me of like a Kahlua and cream type yeah. drink. It was. I don't know. The bartender recommended that to you that was one of the things they were known for it was good your bloody mary had a good bite to it it was stout yeah new orleans style all the way for sure 
Um, and, and there I had a beaten goat cheese salad and a pork belly Benedict. And I thought the pork belly Benedict was really good, but if I got to be picky about it, um, the eggs were kind of oh, not runny. You know what I mean? They were they hard. were very done. <laughs> they were very done to be poached eggs, and so um, I didn't send it back. I ate it because the fried green tomatoes were excellent. Yeah, uh, it really was. And I had the barbecue shrimp and mascarpone grits from there and they were very 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 good yes that was really really good there um probably some of the best that i had when i was in new orleans honestly the sauce that they had on the shrimp was really good yeah and then we just kind of wandered about the city and hung out and we went shopping went shopping for a minute and uh well, I said just ventured around, you know. I think we wound up in the casino watching some of the ball game. Yeah, Ole Miss was playing. Yep, caught some of that. And then we were like, well, look, we want to – let's go grab a late lunch. We had uh, – Rochelle, again, had referred us to the Bourbon House. Uh, was for that, Po' Boys is what yeah, she said. Yeah, for Po' Boy. And I don't – or I did get that. I did yeah, order Yeah, you got a shrimp, shrimp Po' Boy. And I was like, I'm going to be honest. Um, this sandwich sounds so interesting that I have to order it. And um, – it was the hot honey chicken sandwich with crystal hot sauce. Yes, uh, made with and it was supposed sauce. to have coleslaw on it, but their coleslaw had seeds, so you couldn't eat it. Yeah, I couldn't have the coleslaw on it, and uh, so I asked for a little ranch. And the spiciness of that with a little bit of ranch had really good Asked bread. for blue cheese, but yeah. they didn't have it there. I know, but it, the chicken sandwich, I'm telling y'all, 10 for 10, I would go back. Right now, just for that chicken sandwich. You did it talk was, about it a lot after that. I but mean, also, we got the char-grilled oysters there, too. Like, what, just six of them, yeah, I think. Yeah, half dozen. And they were small, but they were good. Really I think good. I ate one, but really we ate good. the rest. Um, and then we had a really late dinner uh, that night. Um, I think it was like 8 before we could get dinner reservations somewhere. We had planned out, so that's kind of why we had a late lunch. Yeah, so so I don't think we really said, but the whole point in us going to New Orleans was we were going to – we got invited to the Saints game. Um, They were playing the Chicago Bears, and we were invited um, by the the label company, the people that do our labels, and also our – our spice salesman was there as well, and his wife, her name is Candace as well. So we had dinner with them that night is where yeah. I was going with that. Well, and yeah, and we had that late dinner at the um, at a restaurant, and uh, it was called Miss River. Because mm-hmm. it was on the river. Yeah, and uh, it, it was, we sat out in the courtyard, and I thought it was good what I ordered. Uh, I really like mine, but you just ordered, like, I think, filet medallions. Well, I don't normally order filet medallions. I'm, I normally order, like, a full filet. Um, but they didn't have a real extensive menu there, and they had two fish options that they were f- fish that I would eat, but the way that they were prepared were not the way I would eat, I guess I should say. So I kind of felt like that was the only thing that I would like there is why I got that. And, yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't – Great, yeah. I guess. Uh, mine, I mean, I thought it was really good. You know, uh, we started off, I think you had an heirloom salad or whatever, and I tried a cup of the duck and andouille sausage gumbo, which was really good. Um, and then the table ordered a blue crab au gratin dip, uh, which was, I mean, I only had one bite of it, but wow. 
Yeah, I it had a was. really small bite of that. But also, the, they had a sweet potato brioche bread. I don't know if you remember that in the very oh, beginning. yes, I do. But that was very good as well. That, that was, was good. good. That was really good. Um, oh, I, I forgot. I'm glad I took notes. You ordered that clay pot dirty rice. That's what I was fishing to say. I didn't it try had, it, though. It had a, um, a duck egg yolk on top and liver pate, and you had to mix it up. That's why and I didn't try Dirty it. rice is honestly one of those traditional Cajun dishes, and it's it's made with chicken livers. And so it's fine with me. You could not taste it, but it was some of the best dirty rice that I had ever had. It was really, really good, especially made in that clay pot. Yeah. And um, I know I ordered that. I think it was like a pounded-out tomahawk uh, tenderloin pork chop. It was a fried bone-in pork chop. Well, it had garlic aioli. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of on dots on the top and had pickled okra land on top of that. And it had like a crystal hot sauce. Your blanc. Blur blanc. Or however you say uh, it. Yours, was, yours was very was, good. I almost ordered what you got, but you said you were getting that. So we typically try to order different things so we could yeah. try different things. I thought it was excellent. Yours was excellent. good. Excellent. And then, uh, honestly, um, the next day we were going to the ball game at noon and Early so game. we met Chris and Candace, um, Chris from Spice Company, and uh, um, one of our – I've become good friends with Chris. We've hunted and fished everywhere. Uh, started off just a normal relationship, but we uh, probably uh, cuss each other like brothers some days uh, with each other, wouldn't you say that? Yeah. But it's a love-hate relationship. And he gets to get cussed by me now, too. So I know. He loves it. <laughs> it's always great. I shouldn't say we cuss him. We, no, we, we uh, don't. Back and forth. Uh, carrying on, but we met him and his wife. We went to uh, the Court of Two Sisters buffet style. Yeah, and it was just kind of a random pick, pick that day. We Line didn't really was have long. <laughs> what are you laughing about? How we got in there? Well, we did not have a reservation. We did not have a reservation, and and you know sometimes you have to be creative. And so me being me, um, I seen her tell the the couple ahead of us that. They were out of tables, and it was a pack of five or six kids, and, and and they were in their 20s, you know what I mean? And I walked up, and I put a $20 bill in my hand, and I said, I think we have reservations. Well, because she had told them you can't sit outside if you don't have a reservation or yes. something like that because they have a big outdoor area, which I think is what they're known for. That's right, what they're known for. And, um, and so I had the $20 bill in my hand, and I just dropped it right beside her mouse pad and her computer. And I said, I think we have reservations out on the patio right now. And she said, um, um, Woods, party I think of four. you do. Woods, party of four. She said, when you get back to that door, you're Woods, party of four. And so we rolled on up. I don't know who the Woods were, but I appreciate your brunch reservations. Because it was two sisters I thought was very great. It, so it was buffet style, which I didn't know because, like I said, it was just a random choice. But I have heard of that restaurant. It comes up in searches. Um, like I said, it's well known. Um, but even to be buffet style, it was very good. I didn't oh, have yeah. anything bad. They had a very large selection. And they had, like, a fresh omelet station. And I think they would even make you fresh Benedicts, which mm -hmm. I didn't do that. But... They had a large assortment, like a big salad bar, fresh fruits and boiled vegetables, shrimp. boiled shrimp, uh, red All beans and cakes, rice, um, jambalaya. Epifay. I thought the red beans and rice was good. Gumbo was really good. 
I was just disappointed when I asked for hot sauce and they brought me Tabasco. Yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. They didn't have Louisiana or Crystal and we were in Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, somebody's got probably a contract with that. But we left from there. We sat in the courtyard. It was beautiful. Heard the band. Had a bloody Mary. And on the, had a bloody Mary. And when we left, you know, headed to the ball game, headed out the door, I fist bumped the girl, told her thank you. She winked at me. Um, it, it was a it was good for both of us. We got a meal. She got twenty dollars <laughs> extra. Hey, nobody nobody's hurt, right? No, I mean that's not the first time you've done that. No, I mean sometimes you know you're in situations and twenty dollars will, you know, get you that that. Sometimes seat. it won't. <laughs> sometimes it won't. <laughs> They'll just look at you and be like, "I said there's nothing available." That's right. You know, some some of these young kids they don't get that. You get some of these old old head hostesses and. They know how to roll like that. You got to be nice. You can't walk up all rude or anything. Oh, no. No, you got to walk up smooth. That's what you got to do. So, from there, we left and headed to the stadium. Headed to the stadium. And for us, me personally, I never had been to an NFL game in person. And uh, that was one of the things when we got (laughs) invited. I said, okay, I'm going to go. Never have been. And and we went. And uh, New Orleans really embraces – the whole theme of football, the whole city. Yes. When we were at brunch to on the street, and the game was a few hours away, a couple hours away, I mean, everybody was packing out bars around to watch yeah. them. I mean, it's just they embrace football in that and city. And there were – so they played the Bears. There were quite a few of Bears fans in town as well. I don't know if they traveled or if they were local. Probably a mixture of both. Yeah, but, I think a lot of people were traveling. We had some people in the hotel with us, yeah. different ones. Um, and – I don't know. Um, honestly, figured some of them might would have been rude, but I guess that's just rude. Why? Well, you know, you see how some some fans in Chicago are. You know what I mean? I guess they that's not Chicago. They're not comparable to Pittsburgh. That's like you gotta go, yeah, you gotta go up, to up further north to get the some of the some rude people. Not yeah, all. Rude I mean, they get crazy at some of the tailgates. They be. I mean, some of the Eagles tailgates they get a little scrappy, don't they? I mean, it. Yeah, it gets a little wild. Philadelphia can be. They, they like be, those cheesesteaks. They can be angry, some of them. I like but those cheesesteaks, too. I, you know what? We ought to go to a Philadelphia game. That we sounds have to like go fun. with Bob. Well, you know, so we, Bob. we had a great time at the Saints game. Uh, met a lot of new people. Uh, had some good cold beers. I let the gold top flow that day I drank pretty well. Budweiser. And you did. You was drinking Original old, Budweiser. Old stone, cold I think stoners. I was the only one in, the, in there doing that. Well, we left there, and, uh, of course, we were tired, and um, it was, what, 3 o'clock? Yeah, I thought the game would last longer, to be honest. Um, It started at 12. I was thinking it wouldn't be over until 4, 4.30 at least, but it was over by 3. Yeah. And we were back to the hotel by 3.30, 3.45. Yeah. We were lucky. We caught an Uber right outside of the stadium very quick. That wasn't an Uber, technically, but you turned him into one. Well, he had an SUV, and he rolled down his window. I mean, he was a driver, but we didn't yeah. get it through I mean, Uber. He was very neg- nice, We negotiated though. our price of what I would he give He was probably him. the nicest driver we had the whole time we were Showed there, too. Showed pictures of his kids, everything else. He did. He had twin girls, little and girls. Really nice guy. He was really very nice, nice. So we got back to the hotel, and uh, we got to our room, and unfortunately it wasn't clean yet, so we decided to go down to the bar. Yes. And they had a patio outside of the bar. Yeah. And we were really lucky the way the hotel bar was designed because you kind of had to walk out to the courtyard and then 
hang a hard left and go around a corner where it was some couches and a and a couple chairs at. Yeah. And so we went out there and nobody else come out there. And it was like, you know, what, 70 degrees, 68, 65. Yeah, it was a real nice day. And uh, so we sat out there and propped up, and they come out there and kept bringing drinks, and we ordered an appetizer and had some really good pork cracklings. Those Uh, were very different. Yeah, I had never had pork cracklings like that. When you ordered them, I thought, oh, well, he's getting that. I'm going to get something else because I'm not going to eat that. Yeah. But I did end up. It was more like. Pork Just, belly cubes, it basically was deep pork fried. Pork belly cubes, deep fried, but they were seasoned very well. With pulled out and dusted with a good Cajun seasoning. Yeah, it was. And then they had a dipping sauce that was almost like a vinegary hot sauce. Yeah. Um, but it was very good. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I, I would like eat it again. Buffalo, kind of vinegar, the yeah. dipping sauce. Yeah, but they uh, were good without the sauce too. And then we had a we went to the room and hung out a while, and we had a, a late uh, dinner reservation. That night, and um, it was disappointing. It was good. I'm not gonna say disappointing. It was uh, at an older hotel. We wanted to try. And, uh, it it started right. off good. I don't know if you remember. I got that burrata salad that had like the basil crouton, and then the little like vinaigrette pearls. Oh remember yes, that? yes. So that was a very very good salad. And you ordered, did you got a salad? Yeah, the raw salad with carrots and, oh, and lettuce. I, I liked that. it. I liked mine better. I liked it. But and then, I mean. It kind of went downhill after that. So we don't Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was all right. It was okay. I ordered short rib again. And um, <laughs> it was really strange the way it was prepared. Um, yeah, really strange. Not uh, <laughs> Well, it was almost like a pot roast style versus a short rib. Um mm. Yeah. Uh, it was very... Fatty. Yeah. Not cooked down. It was um, not cooked as good as it could be. The uh, sauce was kind of strange on it. It was. And and they said they had just done that new menu, that everything had just changed. Yeah. And I think they were in transition because we heard some tables to the behind us and to the Next side to of us. Kind of complaining s- about the same thing. Complaining about the same dishes that that uh, we ordered right and, uh, on the I think you ordered the sea bass I ordered Chilean sea bass and it had like a, a cream spinach smear under it I guess yeah and uh it was good it just didn't really have much yeah. of it at all really plain almost like yeah. a steamed fish. and I mean the fish was cooked good and it didn't taste bad it just didn't have uh, any flavoring really I guess so we we left there and uh, checked out and headed home um yep. You know, and come on back, and we come up through Hammond and stop and seen our good buddy Brad Dupont at Ronnie's Boudin and Cracklin. Yes, and and so I have not, I've had Brad's Boudin and his Kalashi uh, Boudin and uh, some Cracklins before from his store, from some of our other good friends coming up or coming out of Louisiana or seeing Brad at a contest and him cooking breakfast for everybody and giving it out. Uh, but the point is, I knew I had to go by a shop, so I grabbed us some Boudin. They were sold out of a lot of stuff. I mean. You didn't realize he'd done that much. Well, and we stopped by like on a Monday. So it was right after a big weekend because he ended up coming out talking to us and, you know, saying the game. Lots of people come in, I guess, before the game for tailgating and that kind of thing and kind of clear them out. So. Yeah. They uh, they had some stuff, but they he was working on getting more out there while we were there. Yeah, I bought some uh, andouille. Yeah. That I'm planning on cooking a turkey and sausage gumbo. Uh, out of the leftover turkey that we do coming up 
so that should be good getting some of Brad's andouille sausage in it. Um, and so the one thing that you did get there, you had like, so for the people that haven't been there, or haven't heard of it, it's kind of like you can go buy uncooked stuff there, but you can also go and order like prepared plate food. lunches and yeah, all that. <laughs> and he does me. a different d- dish every day. They have breakfast as well. Breakfast opens. Um, I think he's 630 to 630. Well, we were kind of there between breakfast and 10 lunch. Um, and you ordered some boudin balls from there, which, like I said earlier, with pepper jack. I'm not usually a fan, but you did convince me to to try those, and I would definitely eat those again. <laughs> if the, if I had had that as my first experience as like a boudin ball, then I would eat them. Yeah. But um, they were very good, the best that I've ever had. Well, which I haven't had a lot, but still, they were very good. I'm gonna say that I hadn't had Brad's boudin balls before. Uh, but I've had, you know, like I said, some of his boudin and stuff like that. But those pepper jack stuffed boudin balls, there's three of them come to an order. And, of course, I Good. I tried one when we got in the truck. They was hot. She had just took them up. That's what made me get them. And because um, the guy in front of us checking out got some, right, and he was waiting. And um, and I tried it, and I said, you want to try it? And he took that little bite, and I was like, you sure you want a whole one? He was like, oh, yeah, I'll take a whole one. Yeah, they were good. It was real good. Unexpected to but, me. But we got home, and, you know, I had to immediately go to filming. And so we just cooked uh, that Cajun boudin stuffed turkey. And so I took some boudin, opened it up, added some bell peppers and onion and uh, garlic and celery and all, and mixed it all up, a little bit of chicken broth. I took some stovetop turkey stuffing, actually, and mixed it in with the boudin, and like I said, just reconstituted it with a little bit of chicken stock, uh, chicken broth anyway, and stuffed it in the cavity of that turkey before we put it on the Traeger. And uh, what was your thoughts of it once it come off and it was done? It was good. I think that putting the, like the andouille in it gives it a whole different flavor, whereas if you had just done it without that, I mean, it still would have been good, but it gives it a different It was. I stuffed a lot taste. in there. Um like a lot, and probably could have put about half that amount, maybe some roasted vegetables kind of stuck out on the end if you were cooking for a smaller amount of people, but uh, I thought it was a, I don't know. I'll definitely do it again. We brined that turkey first, took our Yeti bucket and kind of threw it in, and um, we only used it four hours, I think, is what I've done it in a Ziploc bag with my brine, but I would have loved to have done it overnight. But coming back from New Orleans, we were kind of rushed that morning, so it only got four hours before it went on the grill. But, like I said, I'll definitely do it again. It was one of those um, that I really liked. And I seasoned the outside with a um, little bit of the Cajun Creole garlic butter and garlic jalapeno rub. So it had a good good heat bite to it. Kind of different because we don't, at our house, we don't, traditionally stuff a turkey for thanksgiving i know a lot of people do but that's not what we typically do well a lot of times we've kind of got away from the whole birds i mean we've went to the turkey breast yeah and we get those big um they're like six to eight pound turkey breasts from kevin green to butcher shop in pensacola florida and for anybody that hadn't ordered anything from him before you just call down to butcher shop in pensacola ask to speak to kevin or one of his workers and They've got Wagyu beef. They've got the big turkey breasts. They do steaks. They'll ship them to you overnight. Them. It's a, a fantastic place. Uh, 
But those big, huge turkey breasts, we've been using them for the they're last five years. Probably. Several years. I mean, they're always. Oh, there's big. just no waste. I mean, we cook yeah. two of them, and we have a big family that comes over and and all that. And um, we just don't eat a lot of the dark meat, so we felt like we were. That's kind of why we went with the turkey breast. Our family eats more of the the white meat, I guess. So we were kind of wasting. Well, you know, talking about that, kind of getting away from it, I don't know if your grandmother used to do this, but my grandmother and Aunt Mom and them would take the leftover turkey and when they cooked a whole one, of course, always. Mm-hmm. And it got to be where they'd cook a turkey breast, you know, the ones my just My grandmother always breasts. cooked a turkey, full turkey. Well, she cooked a full turkey and then they would cook a turkey breast too, yeah. right? And uh, But the bone-in turkey breast that you buy. Mm-hmm. But they would take the leftovers with all that. It's the reason they cooked the extra white meat. And they always made turkey salad like chicken salad. And they always done it a day or two after. Like I'd give a, a day after you make sandwiches. And then the very next day what was left over, they made like a turkey salad with it. I don't remember my grandmother doing that really, but I could see yours doing that. Yeah, she is. Uh, and I, my grandmother might have done that, and I just don't remember it. But. Yeah, I always remember doing it. She always had that kind of leftover. She had always she always made sure she had Ritz crackers and all that ready to go, so she didn't have to run back to the store. I mean, she had it planned out. She's like your parents now. They've they've got Thanksgiving stuff bought three weeks in advance. They ready to That's you know true. what I mean? It's not the stuff that goes bad. Yeah, but. not the stuff that goes bad. But they've got everything <laughs> else like ready to go. Yeah. Um, what's some of the uh, you know? Let's talk about. What's some of the dishes y'all you remember growing up as a kid you always had at Thanksgiving? I always remember eating my grandmother's dressing, and I guess that's kind of always a big deal at our house because I'm the only one in my family that knows how to make that dressing now. Um, and that's just because before my grandmother passed away, I basically went to her house and we sat there and made it because there was no recipe. Um, and even now what I have as a recipe, you've seen it. It's just, (laughs) it's written on a notepad that my grandmother had. And it, it is just like this many pans of cornbread, but then add this. And then it starts with this certain amount of eggs. And then it says, Oh wait, add two more. Like it's really not a recipe, but it's all about consistency. Yeah. You just kind of have to learn it. But I, I just always remember having like, turkey ham and dressing and of course we had all the sides to go with that but for thanksgiving that's we had traditional like and we had cornbread dressing which i know well we had cornbread dressing too and the only kind of difference between your grandmother's dressing and my grandmother's dressing my grandmother's dressing was a little bit wetter yeah than your grandmother's and my grandmother the Basically, the only difference is comparing, looking at recipe notes that I can remember. My grandmother used poultry seasoning in hers yeah. as well, where your grandmother didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the only difference. Now, now my grandmother did put uh, boiled eggs in her dressing, but we don't put them in ours. That's only that's the other difference. Yeah, no, there's no eggs. Well, there's eggs, but not boiled eggs. Yeah, she always put boiled eggs in her, like you were making egg salad, you know, yeah. she diced them up really fine. and, and I think some people salad. put... I feel like I see boiled eggs in gravy sometimes. Well, too. that's the giblets and stuff yeah. uh, in a boiled egg. But going back to that, my grandmother and them always made chicken and dressing. Mm. So she would boil down. Yeah, it had like chicken a whole in chicken, it. And then she would finally shred it. Mm. Yeah, and then had it in there. And she used that fresh chicken broth to make it with. Right. And my grandmother didn't put meat in hers. No, like our meat was pure, separate. That's right. Yeah. 
but they taste somewhat similar. Just like, not with the poultry season. That's yeah, like you said, she and the consistency was just a, a little bit a little different. A little bit wetter, that's all. I mean, but we always had all the same stuff, too, between yams and uh, peas and corn when I could I think your y'all's yams were different than ours. Like, my grandfather was always in charge of the sweet potato casserole or whatever. And y'all had more, like, actual potatoes. Well, they, um, my mom and him would always love those yam patties that you buy in, like, the frozen section of the grocery store. Yeah. And they would fix them up with whatever they would make with the butter and brown sugar and all that and bake them off. And they were good. But like now, me, you know, we used to boil potatoes and make a, I do the sweet potato casserole now right. at our house. And then I got to where I started roasting them in the oven mm-hmm. and then taking them out of the shell. And Easier. I can tell you that and they is taste better. so much better. <laughs> and, you know, last year I even smoked all the sweet potatoes on the grill. And done that, and then pulled them in and, and took them out. I couldn't really tell a huge difference in that. So roast them in the oven or whatever, but definitely roasting them to bring out the natural sugars and caramel flavors in those sweet potatoes. It really amped our sweet potato game way up when it comes to sweet potato casserole. It's like our child, she'll only eat an actual roasted sweet potato. If you try to, like, cook it in the microwave or boil it, she won't eat it. No, it's a difference. She just looks at you. Or maybe throws it on the floor, depending on the day. Well, I mean, I, I get it. But, you know, one thing that was really big, I mean, y'all made desserts too, but my grandmother then was known for making desserts and pies and cakes and all that. And they would sell sometimes 40 and 50 pies and cakes to people around the neighborhood. You know, that's how many they would take. You know, they always done that type of stuff. And um, I don't cook the desserts. I mean, you do all that. And we've got my grandmother's cookbook and – I know you make some of her pies and some of your grandmother's pies. and um, I always liked your grandmother's chocolate pie. I'm not a big chocolate person. Or I like chocolate, but I like more of a milk chocolate. I don't like a dark, rich chocolate. Yeah. And normally if I eat chocolate, it's with something. Like I like Reese's because it has peanut butter. I don't just like a Hershey's bar. Well, my grandmother's is that milk chocolate. Yeah, so I have the recipe. And I've made it, <coughs> excuse me, a time or two. Um, but yeah, I did always like that. And you liked, she made you a lot of different coconut things. You're a big coconut person. She always made me a coconut trifle every year. Had all these homemade puddings and it was layered up coconut. Um, she done that and she always made a homemade coconut cake. She made two different versions. She made one with icing and one without icing with like a coconut juice almost yeah i mean i don't know it had like coconut i think it was that um can milk yeah or whatever cocoa or cream i don't know i don't know <laughs> i know she done so many different ways and versions and different stuff it was like banana pudding when i was a kid she'd make two versions she always had a hot banana pudding but she made me one with no bananas always yeah and she I would think get my, cold i think my dad's like that i think he likes banana pudding but he doesn't actually like bananas in it well, I kind of converted when I was probably in my early 20s. I converted over to eating bananas yeah. uh, in banana pudding. But when I was a kid, no, I would spit them back out. I don't know why. I just didn't like bananas. Never did. So what are some tips and tricks you have for cooking for Thanksgiving or common mistakes that people make when it comes to cooking, I guess, mainly the meats, I feel like, turkey, ham, all that? Well, I mean, let's start with the easy one, Ham. You know, when you buy a spiral-cut ham, that ham is already cooked. Yeah. 
And so you're really just warming it back up, double smoking it. So you don't have to put any seasoning on the outside of it if you don't want to impart any more flavor in that. It's totally up to you if you're cooking it. And then making some sort of glaze out of jelly or maybe just using one of the new glazes that we're coming out with. Um, you know, that's what we typically do. I've made these glazes for years and, and been using them on hams and everything else. But that's just hitting that lightly. It's easy to make a ham. You're just really warming it back up to 140 degrees. Uh, but as far as turkey goes, you know, you really have two choices. I really like brining a turkey 24 hours or maybe a little longer. Uh, and, you know, back in the day, we would cook six or eight turkeys, and I'd have a big cooler and throw them in there and fill it up with water, and I'd cut up oranges and pour yeah. salt and peppercorns and brown sugar, and I'd mix all this up in these big tubs and dump ice in with the turkeys and, and soak them overnight, you know, right, and then get up the next morning and we'd cook them. But you really need to impart brining to ensure moisture or you need to inject that turkey. So do you suggest that they brine a whole bird and a breast if they're just cooking the breast? Would you brine both of those? Oh, or I brine, only whether I was bird. cooking turkey breast, whether I was just going and cooking 10 turkey legs that I got from the store, I would still brine them. Yeah. And you can do a side-by-side comparison on a, just take a basic chicken, for example. You go buy a whole chicken. You cook one that you don't brine, you cut right out of the pack, you don't inject, you just season it and throw it on the grill. And then you brine one, brine it six or more hours, six or eight hours, pull it out, maybe even inject it too, or not inject it, and season it and put it on, cook it the same way, identical side by side, and tell me which one of them is better. Yeah. I mean, the more effort I feel like you put into that, that turkey, the better results you're going to get. It's almost like marinating it, per se. That's right. I mean, but just important or imparting that little bit of moisture is definitely going to keep that, that poultry, you know, from drying out. So uh, I feel like that's a good point to kind of bring up. You you have your chicken injection and brine, and I feel like a lot of people have questions on that, how they should use that versus we get questions of should they use that or should they use the butter bath? So what do you suggest, and can they use either or, or what what's your recommendations on that? Well, I mean, as far as the chicken brine and injection goes, um, I use it in turkeys as well. Um, it's the way I look at it. If it's got feathers, use it. I just didn't want to say that. Basically, I don't know why, but if it's got feathers, use it. So, no matter what it is, um, it'd be fine to inject with it and brine it. It's just going to help impart moisture and flavor. Um, that's it. It's really simple, really easy. As far as a butter bath goes, you know, especially granulated sugar, granulated honey, uh, butter buds, and dried chilies and things like that in there. So that will be a good flavor, but you would need to reconstitute it and strain it off to get the chili flakes out of it because that's probably going to stop up your needle. You could definitely use the butter bath if you wanted to. To inject with. To inject with if you wanted to. Now, me personally, I hadn't done it in a long time. Um, you know, it's probably going to streak the meat a little. It might. Um, yeah. It just kind of depends on what you mix it with, it's chicken broth versus water. Darker in color. I mean, I like using water with my chicken injection instead of, like, chicken broth or chicken stock. Seems like when I use chicken stock, it makes it um, the chicken bouillon flavor that I'm using. 
uh, it, it looks like it leaves a few streaks in the meat sometimes. So I use distilled water because it's not picking up any more flavor and it's adding sodium that you really don't need. So I so that's water. for the chicken injection. But what about butter bath? Just always mix it with. I mix it with apple juice. That's I'm an apple juice yeah. fan. But you mix it with, with water, water as well. Or a different kind of juice. Or a different kind of juice. It all depends on what you want to do. I feel like it has a little bit of a sweeter taste to it. You could actually mix it with some butter, a little bit of olive oil. I mean, you know, that's kind of what your your Cajun Creole butter injections are. Um, and spices and stuff, you just want to make sure you strain it out. Because if you don't, you can just about guarantee that, you know, you're going to stop up your injector needle. Well, I can't believe you didn't mention about when I we asked about tips and tricks. What is it that people always try to deep fry turkey when it's like is frozen it, yeah and then it like blows up or something i can't believe you didn't talk about well, that they don't blow up it really you know makes an unsafe environment and we're gonna deep fry turkey too um uh, i'm gonna do it next week um but you know you really need to make sure that thing is 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 thawed out all the way yeah because if it's not uh when you go in that hot grease with like ice what's that gonna do it's going to bubble up and boil over, foam over, and you got a fire going. What's that going to do? Catch on fire. And that's how that kind of stuff happens. And, you know, you see some of these people. We've seen the memes and everything on TV, people recording them, deep frying a turkey in the house and under a carport. You really need to move it out from under your carport. Anything can happen. When we deep fry, we get it out in the driveway, away from the cars, away from the house, or, or in the backyard, away from the house. Because safety needs to be a, a top priority when you're really doing that. And we all have fun and we laugh and carry on. But accidents happen. Yeah. And we've seen that, that turkey thing happen to a lot of experienced people not realizing that bird had a little more ice in it or they had too much oil in their pot. I mean, there's so many little var- variables. So when you're deep frying a turkey, you really need to watch it. I mean, you know, know that everything is done right. So are you doing any more turkey recipes or any other Thanksgiving recipes before the holiday? We do. I didn't mention it a while ago, but we kind of um, we're doing another another turkey recipe, and it will be coming out right after this podcast. Uh, it's going to be a Cajun deep-fried turkey. Yeah. Uh, I make a homemade Cajun Creole butter injection, uh, kind of strain it off, inject it, and deep-fry it really easy, but it turned out great. Um, I like a good fried turkey. Yeah. They taste different. You can't beat a fried turkey. But one thing I didn't mention, uh, we're also releasing this uh, jalapeno popper potato salad that I've done. And it's a little bit unique uh, because I, you know, kind of used the Traeger Flat Rock uh, to do it on. So a griddle. And so I took some hash brown cubes and kind of done it and made a potato salad. And uh, I loved it. I mean, really good. Just something that we kind of made up and – it's one of those different uh, dishes if you want to use it for the holidays. Or it's definitely something to put in your arsenal if you want something a little bit unique to carry to a party. I feel like everybody has mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving. Oh, well, you do, but I mean. And sweet potatoes. Potato salad, too. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Don't we have potato salad, too? No, not at Thanksgiving, we don't. That just Christmas? Yeah. I mean, we I can so. have it. Not against it or anything, but we don't usually make it. I guess I'm getting my holidays mixed up. I mean, we do cook turkeys and hams for both Thanksgiving we and do. Christmas. And some people don't We're kind of real ham. traditional. Some people, we'll talk about Christmas episode coming up, yeah. but, you know, we do keep Thanksgiving traditional with our turkey, ham, and everything else. Um, it's always a good time. Yep. 
So I'm looking forward to it. So Christmas trees are up and ready already. I hope everybody enjoyed us kind of recapping our trip to New Orleans um, and going to our first NFL game. We ate at some really good restaurants uh, that Malcolm and Rochelle recommended, and uh, and then just some of these turkey recipes that uh, we've got. But if you like what we're doing on our channel, be sure to uh, share it with all your friends and everything. Uh, we'd love for y'all to listen or give us a watch, and uh, we'll be see y'all next week. Shoot the cue again. Thank you for tuning in to the Shooting the Cue podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Leave us a review if you enjoyed the show. Until next time, keep shooting the cue.